in three, two, one. And welcome everybody to the um, the busiest framecast that you have ever seen. We have four people on today. We are being joined by, in order, we have Nessif right here. We have uh, Sakamas from last week. And of course, as always, oh. we have Drew here as well. How's it going, Drew? Yeah, I'm good. Cool. Well, I say, I, I say I'm good now. That that may that may change. Give it about ten minutes, <laughs> or he might just have fun. <laughs> Fuck off! I'm about to have fun. How so might it change? But let's l- l- let's let's introduce our guests first. Let's let's let's. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, leaving people curious. That's good. So, um. Sakamas, we had Sakamas on last yeah, last week as well. Uh, he decided to drive by in his BRC today as well, as you can see in the Simpsons. profile picture. And now we have we also have Nesif on today. Uh, Nesif, what we do you do? We just found him on the street, <laughs> on the moon. You can say. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Nesif? How's it going? Uh, it's pretty good. Pretty good. I'm uh, excited to uh, talk about Picard and all the problems with it. <laughs> Yeah, so as you as you maybe may, may be able to hear from like the first minutes here, or from read from the title, which most likely you've clicked on, so you already know it's not really that much of a secret. We're going to be talking about Star Trek Picard, and uh, we have a little bit of an interesting lineup because um, I believe that Sakamas really enjoyed. I love Picard. it. Mm-hmm. Which is like the new Star Trek series, by the way, if you're not aware of it. Um, One of them. Drew, you don't really like it all that much. <laughs> He hates it. Stop ruining my fucking childhood, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Nesav is kind of in the middle. Mm. Yeah, it's, I mean, they're, they're, I I generally dislike it, but I think there that are enough be generous, good things yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. There are enough good things in it to, to talk about. That, you know, it could have some redeeming qualities. No. And I'm not really affiliated with Star Trek all that much. I haven't even seen much of an entire episode of it. So I kind of want to be part of this discussion in the sense of trying to ground it a little bit so that people that haven't seen it either can kind of like understand while we're wading through this very decisive um, framecast. Also, if you're not interested into Star Trek Picard necessarily, uh, we also want to dive into some larger themes that connect to this new series of uh, Star Trek. But first of all, Let's get right into it. Drew, what is wrong with this new series of Star Trek? And why is it ruining your childhood? Oh, I fucking star. I mean, okay, <laughs> here we I'm go. I'm probably going to agree with you on a lot of the so, a lot of the big no-nos, but it's, it doesn't bother me. FYI, I'm having to drink root beer to calm me the fuck down. <laughs> so the first one, it took three fucking episodes before they even went into space right yeah star trek synonymous with space travel takes three fucking episodes before they and go and they into kept space. the chateau even into space mm-hmm. oh my god right I mean, next i'm not, I'm not i don't want to dwell on anything because otherwise i'll be here for fucking ever right <laughs> next right the number of just random bullshit oh look then this happened Right, those moments are astronomical. So, a um, bit of a spoiler. I don't. I, you know, I'm sorry. I'm going to spoiler That's heavy. Oh yeah, show. spoilers. Everything right. we've yeah. seen up to episode seven as of right now. Right. So, so yeah, the end of the first episode. Right. It pans on a derelict Borg cube. 
That's it. You get no context. You get no idea of what's going on. You have no idea that the Romulans are inside. You get nothing. There's a Borg cube. Like, it is just fucking... It's, it's the TV show equivalent of fucking clickbait. So I think I feel like Kurtzman has a style, and that style is throw everything at the screen and see what sticks. Hope people yeah. don't notice some stuff and just gloss over it. Right. <laughs> yeah. The the next thing, like the synthetics, right? Oh, the, the panel synthetics, synthetics right? <laughs> there are no fucking synthetics. This is the big point. There is only data. That is it. I, so. I don't mind the extra synthetics. He'd gone on with his research right. in private, and, and we uh, we just lost all audio uh, for a while. <gasps> Sorry. Does that mean we have to start again? Uh, no, we can uh, we can pick up from the synthetic syn synthetics um, discussion. <laughs> right. But the 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 whole point is that nothing is properly explored. The whole bullshit of like, oh, Star Trek will abandon the Romulans mm -hmm. because. Um, a few planets 40, voted to leave 40, the Federation. Yeah, fourteen planets are going to leave the Federation. Mm -hmm. I'm like, who gives a fuck? You're absorbing the fucking Romulans. Yeah. Well, the right. part of the whole Federation is that you can choose to leave if you want. You don't have yeah. to be part of it. Jesus fucking Christ! I oh. get where they're going, but yeah, it was kind of stupid. My, right. Actually, my biggest problem with the Sins wasn't wasn't where they came from. It was the fact that their status as people as individuals has been set down in law in, in and TNG. now they're suddenly yeah. just and now they're slaves yeah so that's exactly what they said they were going to happen guinan that whole talk yeah yep so what i'm basically hearing is is two points so far in the main criticisms from drew number one Dad, oh no, there's uh, lots more. Yeah, but so far <laughs> what, what we're touching Sorry. on okay let's just break it down right because like Otherwise, I'm. Th that was just the first episode, FYI. Right. The <laughs> breakdown is right. The only species that seem to matter are the Romulans and the Borg, right? Mm -hmm. Um, like we whoever... see any other species in the show. You haven't. That's yeah. it. You haven't seen. Like, I think you may have seen some um, Vulcans, like, like one Vulcan characters. Exactly. Right. So be sure. Whatever. The only species that thus far matter are the humans, the um, Romulans, and the Borg, right? The Borg don't really make a, an appearance. Next, so th these these are like the big names, so they're going to turn the heads, right? Next, so many canonical things have happened that conflict with what the, the previous plots of uh, Next Generation and Voyager... Star Trek has been doing that to itself for a long time, too. No, it hasn't. Not not there, to no, this degree. No, okay, now there is a quote from Gene Roddenberry that says, "What is canon is whatever was written last." Yeah. So that's that's actually set down by Gene. They they have ignored canon in the past, and but not. I agree, not to this. Ex like uh, the whole every time that that synthetic life, even the exocomps in TNG, every time synthetic life forms have come up, with the exception of the EMH in in uh, Voyager. They've always come down on the side of rights for them. Yes. Yeah. And now they're ignoring just all of that. Yep. Like, so the whole point is, continuity-wise, this feels so disconnected. Like, Picard is so much more emotional than in TNG. It's, it's... A lot of people keep trying to compare Picard to TNG. It's not TNG 2. This isn't the next no, but he, TNG. Okay, fine. He is this the is same character. character. 
But even he if is, it was, but this is even if it was Nemesis, right? Like even That's if still like, TNG. I so mean, you've got fucking Picard dressed up as a fucking Muppet plus an eye patch. <laughs> He's wearing a fucking. I am French hoity hoity Picard. I am You're fucking Picard. Your broadcast in the first episode was broadcast to the entire fucking galaxy. Right? Who do you think that disguise is going to fucking fool? <laughs> I mean, the eye patch. Totally. All right. Anyway. All right. Let's the let's, accent. Let's let's bring it a, a little bit more to a, to to a centralized point, and let's not let's not start Involve raging Michelle on on every single on single little, little detail. Let's <laughs> let's see if we can bring some structure and and like like have some thoughts about the ideas. Um, because one thing I think one idea that is really strongly coming forward, um, is um. Something which I think we've seen with a lot of series, like especially with the reboot or bring back from old age uh, mm. franchises to like new modern series, is the um, how do you treat the canon or pre-existing material into your new series? And I feel that with you, Drew, it really uh, you feel that they're they're not really treating it very well, if I put it lightly. So, so the big thing is that I'm going to acknowledge that there are plenty of shows out there, like mm -hmm. 2011 Thundercats series, right? That was phenomenal. I loved that. I, I remember, like, I, I loved Thundercats as I was a kid, but after I'd watched the 2011 series, a friend of mine was just like, oh, yeah, no, that was really good. I mean, it's so much of a better improvement than the original series. It's like, what? There's nothing wrong with the original series. I went to go watch it again. I was like, holy There's shit, this is, yeah, this is, this is garbage, <laughs> yeah. right? It does not hold up. It's like, it's just the main character, Lino, being a dick to um, the rest of the team. And he just gets them all into trouble constantly. But the, the 2011 series was phenomenal. The mm -hmm. 2000, sorry, the, the latest Thundercats Raw, right? Which was, oh my God, I, it, it was it was announced years ago, but it had such a negative reception that people... Like, we thought it had gone. We thought it had been axed. It got released earlier this year. Mm -hmm. And I watched two episodes of it, and I wish I could get that time back. It was awful. Like, they, they had a small animal companion, Snar, right? Who's like a, a cross between, I don't know, a, a cat and a badger. And, he was the Scooby-Doo of the group. Uh, yes, he was in the original series. He, he, he was a talking animal companion. He was the Scooby-Doo of the group. In the 2011 series, he was just an animal companion. He had no, he had no comp uh, ability to talk. And I think he got one episode to like dedicated to Snarf. In this, in Thundercats Raw, he is actually an android that fires lasers and shit like this. So just, and he has a battery, and it's just like. I don't care that there's no respect for the original um, canon or anything. It's just like, if you're going to do something as wild and crazy as Adventure Time, why do you have to recycle an intellectual property that is clearly cared about by millions of people that have already voiced that they do not like the direction they're going in? I'm quite curious about that. Um, like, how that seems to happen quite more and more frequently with very beloved franchises. I don't know whether it's because we are very much more aware of what these franchises used to be in the past because um like like series that started like a couple decennia ago are way better preserved than like franchises that were started like 
decennia prior to that because film and like media and series are such like a young medium, like relatively speaking. Um, however, I'm quite curious because um, Sakuma's really liked um, uh, Picard, and I know that Nasif is kind of in the middle here. Um, let's focus oh. on Picard. Let's um, right now because I know that Drew brought up a lot of like canon issues. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Like, do you recognize these um, these plot holes? And if you do, then how do you feel about them necessarily? Like, do they work? Do they not work? Where, like, how so does that all, lie for you? Let's start with Sekimus. In all honesty, mm-hmm. like any point that you could bring up about how it doesn't, it's 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 not good for X reason. I probably am going to agree with you on some level. It doesn't bother me. I like the show, and it's so good what, seeing this all. It, why does it, it, it exist? It, I don't know. I can't tell. It doesn't bother me. I like the show. <coughs> I want it to succeed. I want it to exist. I want to get a second season. I want would, more of this. Would you say that the story of, if you can ignore the original series, the story of this one is good enough that you don't mind? It's been a hold? bit slow, but like, like we've been having conversations between episodes where it's like, ooh, hey, what if... Uh, X or like we've been having conversations about it and it's been interesting mm-hmm. like speculating on uh, oh what does this really mean what is uh, why are the Romulan X Borg so weird like there's enough there that we can have a discussion about and it's interesting and so fun. so would you so would it be right <clears throat> that you're like you're seeing this more as hey it's an it's like a new a new series where new interesting things can happen and like it's based off of something That's, which which gives me like uh which plants it into a universe for me but I'm not necessarily so entangled <coughs> like within this universe everything has to make sense it's just like another story told within a setting that I'm familiar with the can I show. can I just Go. check something like how old are we like I'm 34 right I I, I want I genuinely want to know mm. like if this has something to do with age like, I'm 34. Zachamus, how old are you? Close. Okay. And Nazareth? Oh, I'm, I'll am i be 38 this year. Wow. Okay. I did not know you were old. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm right. 22. I, uh, I'm all the time. I'm the baby here. Wow. Yeah, you are the baby. <laughs> okay. I'm, so I'm so that, that theory's out younger, the window. But yeah, we're all around. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see. I have an issue with narratives taking second place against big flashy sci-fi effects. Big flashy, you know, like um, one of the reasons why I love the movie John Wick so much is that it had such a low budget that the the thing that had to sell the movie was the fighting choreography, the plot, the emotion and the cinematography they couldn't do any silly flashy effects they couldn't take you to crazy places across the world and that um the reason why i hate um star wars the the last jedi is because plot was just thrown to the side they didn't care they they well are we on we're in agreement on this one like, yeah, they, I, they, I I have a very different. Yeah, we can talk about this quite mm-hmm. a bit, but yes, like yeah, I'm 
when when you throw away logic for um Spectacle. any of this yeah for Tossing yeah, the saber exactly like yeah. it's it's jumping you know, for the jumping shark. the shark there you go uh-huh. like it's 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 just what is the value what does this bring this brings nothing at all right you know if someone was to turn to you like the core the core is a brilliant example of a horribly flawed conceptual movie but is so charismatic i can enjoy it mm-hmm. then you've got a similarly flawed um what's called scientifically bullshit movie sunshine i fucking hate that movie because it's about as charismatic as a turd being thrown in the face mm-hmm. right and a lot of it comes down to just w- what you can say that isn't just so outrageously bullshit i i have a similar feeling on video games when like when the graphics of the video game are the selling point and not the gameplay or the story or any of that mm-hmm. yeah it's usually awful yeah I mean, I I feel you see these kind of, like, movies or creations, like, flow in waves. Uh, I feel like, especially a couple of years ago with, like, the 3D cinema or the IMAX, they're really trying to push, like, you'll really have that, like, a couple of movies will just be made to, like, show off that technology. And you've also had that, like, in years prior. And those movies will always look really, really bad. Like a couple of years later, and no one will watch them anymore. So, like most of the time, like that, that just doesn't really work. Um, for oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, for a counterpoint to that, look at a series like The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. where they treat the canon with respect, and they have practical models and small sets, and you know things like that that you can that you can latch onto with a good story. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm. I'm wondering though because um, actually we we haven't really uh, gone to you yet, uh, Nessif, with um, the car uh, when it comes to the uh, treating up the cannon because like uh, Drew is like like it's a major point point of friction for him for Sakamas he recognizes it but he he doesn't really care because he just sees it as a like new iteration and then like a known universe. How is it for you? So the pacing is a is a bother, obviously. Mm-hmm. I feel like it took five or six episodes before we started getting to really good stuff. I don't really like the dark tone that they set. Like there are a lot of dark, just dark for the point of being dark or things like the, the synths being enslaved or seven of nine coming back to get revenge on someone or things, but there are also really good things like the last, the last, the last couple of episodes with Riker and Troy. Yes, the laziest with Riker and Troy. I thought those were fantastic. I thought Riker was exactly how I imagined old Riker to be. I didn't mind any, basically any of that. Even even the story on the with the Romulans. We're finally getting answers to Soji and and all of that stuff. It's, Are it's we good. getting answers? What? Yeah. we're getting yeah, vague like, yeah and, one and, thing I... okay sorry Ooh, here, one, one, one of the one of the big things that piss, like you've really raised the uh, point is like making things overly dark right mm-hmm. you know everything has to be dark now everything is like i feel that this was massively popularized with the likes of game of thrones right mm-hmm. like thing... galactica um I don't think 
Battlestar Galactica took it. It wasn't to, to this. Season. Yeah, I think that's where the trend started. But yeah, I think Game of Thrones has been kind of the culmination of mm-hmm. it. You know, and leaving every episode on a bloody cliffhanger, right? Back in the days of um, what's called Star Trek or even Stargate SG One, the yeah, only cliffhangers you would up have episodes, hmm? yeah, or bottled up episodes. They were single yeah. story, single serving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah, with um, what's called an overarching plot. Now, yes, they did have cliffhanger based episodes, but those cliffhangers were for a long gap. So it might be the Christmas holidays when they wouldn't return for like, I don't know, three, like maybe four months. Some of these shows months. also did like the, the isolated episodes with uh, back, like a, a plot going on in the background and things yeah, developing Metarot. over time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Babylon 5. Uh, was there was a balance. The they, there was a balance but, some of them carried pretty well. But the big thing with the likes of Game of Thrones was every episode had a stupid cliffhanger at the very bloody end and then it would get resolved immediately on the next episode and then there was nothing in the middle there was no meat it was just like resolution nothing cliffhanger don't you think that that is something which um which has really been popularized because of the way that um like online viewing has changed people's habits so like when when you used to watch like um a series like series on TV, like they would always air at a certain time. So most of the time, like people would be, um, like you would build up your audience, nonetheless, if you had a good series, and they would just be there on time. Now, because like these services offer so many different series and of so many different qualities, but also so many good qualities, that like they're making these episodes with the idea that people are like binge watching them from like you know. The cliffhanger hits and the, and the end credits are starting, but already like within five uh, seconds, like the next episode starts. Um, so like they're really trying to have you continue on watching and watching and watching. Uh, but right now, if it's like now that it's coming out like on like an episode by episode basis, like, it, it it's like it's really really annoying to watch because like nothing really happens until like the very end, and then you know it's it's waiting for I... next week. I was talking to someone about this and they said pretty much the same thing. I actually agree, but for a different reason. Right? Okay. Whenever I've watched anything like Altered Carbon or um gosh, what's what's um Sabrina uh, sorry, the chilling tales of Sabrina mm-hmm. or other like even oh god, um is it uh what was the um Paul Rudd series on Netflix. Um, crap, Living Together. I can't remember what it's called. But again, I feel that those series do not have the cliffhanger at the end because they don't need to. You can just mm-hmm. watch the next episode immediately, right? But shows that are weekly, that are you know aired on a weekly basis, those shows carry the whole cliffhanger at the end because they need to compete with this stuff that you can consume when you want mm-hmm. I can see that uh, um... we also have to remember that like in the when like when TNG aired mm-hmm. people even VCRs weren't ubiquitous back then so if you missed an episode that was it it was gone unless you got it caught it in the rerun no. so they couldn't necessarily always do continuous storylines and hook you with a cliffhanger 
Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, I saw um, in chaps, uh, Blue Demon, uh, they say, say something, and I wanted to hear your opinions on it. So you said everything after 1968 is really great, and everything after 2015 is either average or below with regards to what we're seeing with franchises uh, more commonly, like, being less strongly in the narrative and kind of like sacrificing the, the the canon franchise for these remakes or new entries, which are most often seen as disappointing, like with some exceptions like The Mandalorian. Um, do you think that um, that statement rings somewhat true with you or would you disagree? Um, Nassif? Oh gosh, um, I, I haven't watched a lot of TV in the last several years, so I guess well, maybe... TV movies in general. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that that's pretty accurate. That feels that feels about right. Same? I think I think a lot of it is because I don't watch a TV because of because of that very reason. Yeah, I hate watching week to week. Still, like there are some shows I'm just going to wait until they're all out and mm -hmm. I can zip through them. Mm -hmm. I disagree. I think there are plenty of good things that are coming out. Things like the Marvel movies. Uh, yeah, there have been some crap ones, but Infinity War and Endgame, like that, that, that well, was. You don't have to wait until they're all out to binge them. Well, no, but it's the the statement was yeah, everything yeah. after twenty uh, fifteen. Oh god! But no. again, no. like again, Altered Carbon season one was amazing. Uh, Lost in Space seasons one and two absolutely amazing. The Witcher. Uh, I haven't seen it at like The Expanse. I've heard nothing but good. Mm -hmm. the, yeah, actually, I, I agree. Like, yeah. I, I like The Expanse, but I really feel Lost in Space is better. Really? Um, yes. No, I much prefer Lost in Space. I think that's like, granted, they're Neat. not in space as much as The Expanse. It's, it's about I, the story. Exactly. Really. Um, it's about the science, you know. But there, there's, there, you know, and. But I feel that there is something to be said about just throw more money at it, make it a bigger, shinier thing, mm -hmm. and people will... viewer. Yeah, like uh, a friend of mine absolutely thought that Star Wars The Last Jedi was amazing, and I'm sorry, it is such a crock of shit. It did have some good visuals. That was it. That, yeah, but that's the thing. You, that's like, about as far as I'm going to go. You, you can throw pretty effects as much as you want, right? Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. Right? The story was so nothing. Like, it's... it was so nothing. Well, like, nothing happened. It was, nothing it was event, changed. event, event, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Didn't was tie story. together. So, like, one, one thing which I just find quite fascinating when it comes to... When it, when it comes to, like, the, the new reboots idea well reboots is a wrong term but you see it with star wars um like we have it now with star trek we ha you, you have it with um uh, they brought the ghostbusters back they they're bringing all these things back we don't uh, talk about that which here. seems like um like it's it seems more than before than pre that than in previous years that they're bringing stuff back from previous eras especially with franchises that are very much beloved and then they're rebooting them or like bringing them back in a new form, or adding onto it, and it's just not good. And I like I, I I'm really wondering why that seems to be a trend 
to me. Like, I'm not quite sure whether this is a trend, whether this it's is something trend. which is noteworthy. But I like to me, it feels like most of the time, whenever something comes back, even Disney with their live action reboots, I'm not interested. Like, they don't. It just feels like it just doesn't feel like it captures anything from what it used to be. And I don't know whether that's like nostalgia at play or whether there's actually like something uh, like a real factor at play where maybe it's because of the wide variety of like the new streaming services that there is a lot more money to spend on like series and like people are trying to like use these franchises more and more or because I don't know that they're very much more first to taking risks than before. But it, I don't know. It's that. It, it is really evident that it is the risk taking. I mean, we've spoken about this with Warcraft 3, with other games that do mm-hmm. reboots. You know, you, you see it everywhere. Everyone wants the surefire success mm-hmm. of something working. And like this, this this is where I like I could I could pretty much get on with any reboot, right? Mm-hmm. Any like Oh, this is like Ghostbusters, but with women. Okay, fine. You know, a lot of people don't like it. I had fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was stupid, but that's the whole point of Ghostbusters, right? <laughs> I fucking draw the line when you remake fucking dirty rotten scoundrels with Steve Martin and uh, Michael Caine, and you what's called you fucking get. Oh god, I can't remember her name. Um. One of them is, or no, um, she was Catwoman from um, uh, Halle Berry. No, uh, no, no, um, from <laughs> the Dark Knight trilogy. She, um, um, Anne Hathaway. Mm. Yes, and the what's called one of the girls from Pitch Perfect. I literally have no idea what her name is. Um, the, I think she's from New Zealand. She's the the larger. Um, of the the cast, and like I I saw the trailer for this, and I was just like, you have fucking ruined an iconic movie. Why couldn't you have just re-released it at higher definition, right? Honestly, if you haven't watched Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, go watch it. Go find it. It is such a good movie. It is so funny, right? Mm-hmm. But like, why? <sighs> Like, at least with Ghostbusters, it was slightly different, right? The core principle was the same. But with Hustle, that's that's what they, they um, named Dirty Rotten Scoundrels Woman Edition. Like, it's, it's just like, there was one joke in it. I'm like, no, this is just bringing it to a stupid level of humor that's just not enjoyable. So in that case, it's not even brand recognition. It's literally reusing a story and trying to hide it. Yeah. By putting it under a different name. Yeah. Wow. You know, oh, look, like we could, we could avoid spending the money on writers and things like that, and we can just get the two actresses that will get us all the money. So I, I'm trying to think when it, when it comes to the... When it comes to the idea of like it's easier to live of lift of like the success of a previous established franchise or previous established movie to like you 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 will have less risk. However, I do get I do get the feeling that it's becoming more and more generally understood that they're not oftentimes not that great. I do I remember like the first time that uh, 
I saw um, the the seventh Star Wars movie in cinemas. I was like, shit, this thing's actually coming out. It's been like ages. I was really excited to see it. Afterwards, I didn't watch anyone any, any anymore because I was like, no, this is not for me. I'm, I'm this is going to ruin it. Um, so like, I'm wondering like, is this is this something like the the superhero trend, um, which is also following like the Western trend where this idea of like bringing back old titles is going to be pushed to its very end until we're so sick of it that we're not even daring to go back. Like what you see with like last century Western movies were so big and now no one watches them really anymore because they've just been done to death. Well, it kind of goes through cycles because you'll see reboots mm-hmm. for a while and then you won't see any and then you'll see them again. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, remember um, in the early 2000s, we had uh, War of the Worlds come back, and, and it was terrible. <laughs> there, there, I, know, I know there are other examples, but they don't come to mind right now. But you, yeah. you see these cycles of reboots, and then no reboots, and then more reboots. Rabbit Mogul in chat says, uh, also, I've seen people argue that excessively long copyright duration encourages this kind of shit because people can keep remaking the new thing over and over again and don't need to make a new IP. That's very true. They can hold on to it and keep other people from making derivative works. Wasn't that the reason why they rebooted Spider-Man so fast after like the first no, trilogy? The, so the reason why they rebooted Spider-Man was because the contractual agreement between Marvel and the various different uh, studios, it like Universal has this, Fox has this. That's why we saw a reboot of um, Fantastic Four get rushed out. There was a contractual uh, limitation that stated if you do not use the intellectual property after X period of time, the ownership rights go back to Marvel Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Sony were at risk of losing Spider Man. Mm-hmm. That's why they just crapped out. Um, well, they didn't crap out, so to speak, but that's why they got. Uh, the amazing Spider-Man movies in the pipeline. The the reason why Fantastic Four was crapped out, and I do mean crapped out, was because uh, Fox were on the verge of losing the rights to them, uh, to the Fantastic Four characters, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't know if X-Men First Class was the same. It might have been. And yeah, so like, uh, there's loads of characters that returned to them, like uh, Blade. Blade's gone back to Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I actually, I actually don't remember how much time there was between the third Spider-Man movie and the first Amazing Spider-Man, but that felt like a really short time to me. Because um, for me, it was like I, I remember I watched the three original ones, and then they, they, they introduced the, the Amazing Spider-Man. One, I was like, "What the hell? I just, I just went through the trilogy. Why the hell are we like?" I, that this is one thing which has always really bothered me about um, um, superhero movies, about the genre, especially when it comes to DC, because Marvel does the does the connected started the connected universe. Uh, but I really, really hated whenever they did like new iterations and retelling the story of the same thing. Like I would have loved when we had like the Dark Knight trilogy that like. 
afterwards we just went on with that story like please give me like a start and let's build it out from there and then they're rebooting with this version of Batman and this version of Batman like come on come on just like you have something build out from there and that's what really got me into superhero movies when it came to uh, Marvel but I've never really understood that reboot um, retelling of the same story idea because it just tires me out at some point I think that's one of the reasons why I've enjoyed the Tom Holland Spider-Man is like yeah we're not going to tell you how he got his powers again for the third time oh yeah because we're not stupid yes. you know mm-hmm. but like how many times great actor yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, to be honest I, I felt so sorry for Andrew Garfield because I thought he did an a phenomenal he job. Did, he really did. Yeah. He doesn't get enough credit. He was yeah. good. But um what's got how many times? How many bloody movies do we need to have with Thomas and Martha Wayne bloody getting <laughs> yes <laughs> like, in, like why did it need to be in the Joker? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the DC universe so we'll have Martha and Thomas Wayne die again. It's the compelling story we have. Do it again. Well, just, so. I, mean, t- I haven't read many comic books, I'll be able to admit, but isn't that mm-hmm. kind of a, a trope in comic books where they constantly reboot and it is. have different authors? And... Well, so, lot, I don't read a lot of comics either, but it is. Like A lot of the problem is that the, the comics... Um, I, I gave up reading comics some time ago. And it's They're because the medium, yeah the, yeah, the authors are allowed to do what they want, mm-hmm. but there's there's no <clears throat> you're being right. held at gunpoint for consistency, like the so um, there's no I, master, yeah, pretty much. I mean, mm-hmm. I stopped reading because um, I I read Civil War, mm-hmm. right? Um, I disliked how it ended. Right, then for Spider-Man's uh, sake, right, um, his aunt was shot and she was dying. Mm-hmm. He then proceeded to go to the Watchers, Doctor Strange, the Fantastic Four, the X-Men. He went like around to loads of different groups and organizations. I think the Shi'ar Empire as well. He went to like everyone to ask for them to heal Aunt May. And they all said, we couldn't do it. But Mephisto, a.k.a. the devil, right? Oh, yes. Offered, yeah. Offered, yeah. he could um, fix the, the timeline. He could heal Aunt May, right? And he could um, prevent the whole unmasking of Spider-Man. He, he did it nationally because of the whole superhero registration act. Very similar to the Civil War Captain America movie where the the superheroes have to sign a charter. Anyway, so Mephisto made a deal with Spider-Man to revive Aunt May. Mm-hmm. Now, you're dealing with the devil. What would you assume the devil would want as payment? Your soul? That's very good. Your soul. <laughs> nope. Try again. I... I vaguely you, remember this. Didn't he want to kill Mary Jane or something? Close. Very close. Mm-hmm. His marriage to Mary Jane Watson. That's right? what it was. Because the author didn't like that Peter got married to MJ. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? 
right? Oh no, it should have been Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy was dead. Oh well, we're gonna bring back Gwen Stacy. That's one heck yeah. of a stretch. So, <laughs> so, so like this, the, this. This brings me to to a point where I want to tie it a little bit back to, of course, Picard, which is like the instigator for this frame yeah. cast, mm-hmm. but also like the the rebooting of more general movies in general. And that is, um, how do you move on from like having an original story idea and it being successful and having to add on to it? So, um, actually, I want to step out and take Star Wars as, as an idea. The first Star Wars movie, A New Hope, was kind of a story told within itself. That was a movie, and I think that it was kind of left off right there where if it didn't succeed as well as it did, it could have just been left off as that movie because that's what it was. And that was a story that they wanted to tell. However, there was more There was more ideas behind it that got built out into like the best sequel right after that and then like the third movie, which kind of shared a lot of tropes with the first one. And then the prequels came around, which are less good, but, like, are still enjoyable. Like, I, I still enjoyed them, especially because I grew up with them from a very young age. So, for me, seeing how, like, they applied to, like, the, the sequels, where at first I didn't understand anything that was going on in that. It was like, oh, yeah, it's just Jedi fighting. And I was like, oh, my God, so there's actually some sort of political play. And I was like, I thought that was really cool from my perspective as, like, growing up. Um but then when we get to, like, the third sequel, the, well, the third trilogy of, of Star movies, it just feels like they're just grasping at straws and just like, oh, let's throw this in, let's throw this in, let's throw that in. Like, how do you totally continue on with a um, canon franchise that was built up with, like, an idea, like, a rounded idea that someone had? And how do you add on to that? Like, can you even add on to that in any good, meaningful way? Or is at some point an idea just literally exhausted? I th- I genuinely think you can, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a start, right? George Lucas didn't just write uh, episode four; mm-hmm. he wrote one through six straight off the bat, right? Or at least he had a firm, solid idea of what he wanted to do for one, two, three, five, and six. Right, he he knew like because even now you watch a New Hope, it references the Clone Wars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, which no he, one he had at least an outline of the the backstory. Exactly. Right. He had he a put... plan. What the sequel trilogy never did. Exactly. Right. <laughs> that was the, the sequel problem. trilogy. Right. So the plan was get J.J. Abrams to do the first one. Then uh, what's called? Well, actually, I think the original plan was get J.J. Abrams to do all three, but he refused to. He would only do one of them because he didn't want to be tied into sequels sorry fuck jj abrams um (laughs) then they got ryan johnson to do the the middle one right Mm -hmm. but the middle one which got literally took every plot element from the first one and just spat at all of it right and went off to do its own thing and then because that one did so badly they brought back jj abrams right who yeah. yeah, he just spat all over. And he restored all of the plot elements that were removed. And it's just like... Yeah, he remade eight in the first half hour. It yeah. was literally three movies in one. Yeah. Just all squished up. It was, it was fucking awful. And that, that was the first mistake. They should have hired a group of writers to write the scripts first. 
mm-hmm. then hired the directors to do the scripts. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it was a fucking goddamn mess. It was awful. And who knows? It might have been just as bad, even if we did have one. Even if we did have the plan, we might have gotten something totally different, though it's just as bad, but it at least made been sense. Consistent. Yeah. Another point, right? Why do you have to bring back the original characters, right? No you, kidding. You, you, yeah, you didn't need to do that. They didn't do that for fucking Mandalorian. The mm-hmm. Mandalorians, as a race and a cast, are already set in stone, right? But you didn't need to have fucking Boba Fett turn up or Django Fett, like as a ghost. Yeah. And oh, I'm a resurrected ghost. Oh, I'm gonna steal your life. Separate oh. thing. Mm-hmm. I, it's great. Um, well, well, those those moments in Rogue One, uh, when they forced in, you know, people from the, the main continuity, those were the worst parts to me. It was like, why aren't you just? Why are you taking away from this heist story that needs to be? elaborated on to go over to these characters that don't matter well the thing that i'm that i wonder about is like if you if you if you tell a good story or if you aspire to tell a good story what you want within that story is you want there to be only elements that are like useful to the story so like anything that is shown in the first act better be explained by the end of like the final act um Mm -hmm. and that like that first act and final act doesn't necessarily have to be within the same movie or have to be within the movie at all because like if you have an idea for six um separate movies that are tied together then like something from the first act can like happen in the very first movie and end all the way at the end also look at the marvel connected universe where like it basically there are plot points within the very first Iron Man that kind of like carry through to Endgame, which is a really long way. But they end, but they wrap up. Um, however, you want things to wrap up. So like once you have told your story, or you've told your ideal story, you will most likely have no longer any like loose ends that are of any major importance. So none with like your major characters or with any major structural. Um, plot points so i genuinely feel that when it comes to like right like trying to write on or add on extra um content or extra like like story points on like a main story which isn't like um mandalorian it's like a really great series which doesn't necessarily like like it doesn't try to force cram himself cram itself in as far as i feel and like i think like like i I felt with with Forza Awakens with like when when that trilogy started, it just feels like it's like it's trying to add on like where there is no really any loose ends where it can attach itself to. So I'm really wondering like is it even like is it possible to do that well or should you rather um, try to set something within the same universe but not necessarily connected to the main storyline? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, The Mandalorian's proof of that. I mean, what you could have done with The Force Awakens is just not have uh, Chewie or Han or Leia turn up, or Mm -hmm. even um, C-3PO. And there you go. You remove those four characters, you've just got a brand new movie! Brand new Mm -hmm. set of, like, you know, you don't even have to say, like, oh, this this was um, a few years or 20 years after the events of Return of the Jedi. This this could be like hundreds of years because the, the, the big thing about Star Wars canon is that 
you, you can literally slot the movies in at any point and still like all the technology has remained exactly the same right mm-hmm. so i i they don't need to and the thing is they the the studios want to make sure that they have a surefire win so what they do is they hire the original cast back to play their original characters again just as like oh we got han we've got han i'm going to look at fucking Oh shit! What was the the last Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom? Fucking awful movie, right? Absolutely horrific. And there's like the, a huge selling point is the fact that um, Doctor Ian Malcolm, played by Jeff Goldblum, is back in the movie. He's in it for all of like two minutes. Didn't, didn't they do the same thing with the Independence Day resurgence? Oh, that movie was garbage. <laughs> But uh, no, so but like um, you're talking about, but uh, so look at the other Filoni series for Star Trek or Star Trek Star Wars. Uh, you've got Clone Wars, which is literally set between the second and third movie, and it's it's mm-hmm. fine. There's there's no real continuity errors or or I mean, aside from like the last season of it, which got a little weird. It's just story. It's story yeah. with other characters. Yeah, it, it expands mm-hmm. the universe without treading on it. Mm-hmm. So. When it comes to like Sacrament, did you see the 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 new Star Wars trilogy, like the Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, yeah, I thought. So, how do you feel about that? Um, like, did you feel the same way that you feel that you felt about Picard, or differently? Uh, okay, I didn't like the Last Jedi, but I didn't hard hate it as most people did, or seemingly wanted to. I it was another movie. I mm-hmm. I can appreciate that he wanted to try something different. Maybe this was not the movie to do that with. That seems like that was a bit of a huge misstep. <laughs> um, they didn't have a plan. Like the story took a hard left, hard right, hard left, hard right, and never happened. And then nine happened, and you can basically skip eight. Like you don't have to watch that. You can just go from seven to nine. There's your there's your new trilogy, <laughs> and nine, I didn't hate nearly as bad. Mm-hmm. Like there, he was basically left with only one direction to go. Like there isn't a whole lot else he could have done. I think J.J. Abrams did the best he could under the circumstances. Actually, I don't think it was good. I actually, um, I I want to highlight how bad the circumstances were. So. It's not the fact that he just had to work off of what Ryan Johnson did with The Last Jedi. It's also the fact that Disney forced him to make a film everyone would love, right? Yep. There wasn't a whole lot he could have done. Exactly, right? So I, I fucking hate, I so goddamn hate that Palpatine was back. Right? <laughs> give me another. Just give me a new uh, villain. Right? Just, just uh, pop open the Snoke clone jar and toss one, yeah. toss another one of him out. Right. Apparently, right? Oh. The original plot, right? So there was another script. It was said by one of the authors of said script mm-hmm. that the enemy, right? The 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 villain was a creature that was force sensitive. It was like this weird squid thing. 
right? Sure. It, 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 um, oh, actually, have you seen um, Pacific Rim? Uh, uh, long time. Okay, fine. It's got a, basically a whole human a torso, a bit of a flat head, right? Like a shark, right? Okay. And um, it's got like tentacles for legs, right? And it, it would swim around in water. This creature sure. was force sensitive. Make that the new big bed. Go for right? it. Yeah. Palpatine it, was weird. No, no, no. Hold on. It taught Snow uh -huh. how to use the dark side. And apparently, the plot was it also taught Plagueis how to use the dark side. Plagueis okay. being Palpatine's, Palpatine's master. master yeah. mm -hmm. Right? That is such a better way of tying it up, right? No, we have to resurrect fucking... Like, you watch interviews with the actor that plays Palpatine, and he's like, I am so fucking confused fucking what this know. movie's even about. <laughs> and in the end, they basically... That, that, that one scene was Return of the Jedi, like, beat for beat. Be for, yeah. yeah. I like, mean, I love seeing Palpatine on screen. Watch your friends die. Fun, but, I, but, I love Palpy. Oh I love me some Palpy, but this was stupid. Why does he keep lightning himself? It's, oh my god. Uh, did you guys hear, you. You guys hear about the, um, the Fortnite plot point with yes. Palpatine? What? Oh, yeah, the, yes. the, the transmission mm -hmm. that, was, that Palpatine sent to the galaxy was heard in Fortnite. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so so there's sure, so, cool, so, so 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 there's official Star Wars canon lore confirmed uh, was only obtainable through Fortnite. Who wants to tell it? Who wants Fortnite to tell it? Fortnite is part of the Star Wars universe. Nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to know. Do not want to know. <laughs> well, Fortnite is also part of the Marvel universe. Mm. Fuck that noise. Yeah. <laughs> and Thor's a fan. <laughs> but it's 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 like. Tying this back to Star Trek, I think that studios need to take more consideration to how they write the narrative, right? I didn't like the fact that in the first episode they introduced a new synthetic, sorry, a new android, mm -hmm. right? I hate uh, the term synthetic. Yeah, so do I. Right? Oh, that's what, stupid. Just, just call They're them androids. Robot, They've right? been androids forever. Hilariously, right? Data defines the difference between an android and a robot, mm -hmm. right? So just call yeah, them yeah. robots, sure. right? Yeah. Regardless of that, regardless of that, um, I feel that studios seriously need to take more consideration in the narrative, in the story being told, because in the last episode of Picard, right? The, the android girl does a head tilt, right? Just like Just Data. Like, mm -hmm. right? She did that in the episode five or something on the board cube. I really don't think she did. She did. Right? No, I'm really sure she didn't, right? She, she did, though. <laughs> she did the head tilt. Why did she do it, <laughs> it in episode exactly five? Like Data. When? Uh, when he was, when the stupid board ritual scene, oh. she's like, uh huh? She, she, it was exactly like Data. That was on I purpose, I too. I don't remember her doing that at all. It was in there. I, I don't either, but I may have just missed it because I, I was in a blind It was in there ritual. and on purpose. Like, they did it intentionally. You, you know the Borg ritual was a joke, right? I, yes, yeah. I do. I still think okay. it was stupid. He was, he, he was trying to be all, like, cutesy, boyfriendy yeah. thing. I thought... He was, tr oh, he was yeah. trying to make light of the situation. Right. Yeah. My dad genuinely stupid. thought it was actual Borg ritual because that's no, no, what no. he said. No, no, no. Right. But no, the big no, no. thing I... is, like, 
I just um, don't like Star- the character. Oh god. Like so Star Trek is a very serious series. Mm-hmm. Right? It rarely mm. ever it rarely mm. ever no, it rarely ever no, serious, not dark, right? Okay. It, that's, it that's rarely funny. ever um what's called makes stupid jokes like I never re- I never read sci-fi. I couldn't get into it. Like yeah. what Oh, just because you're in a fucking sci-fi series doesn't mean you can make fourth wall breaking jokes like this. Right? It is I mean it was more into like <laughs> mysteries and stuff. Like the, no, the... That's, that's true, right? It but like but, but it, it's oh. it felt like they were talking directly to the audience with that. Exactly. It did. Exactly, right? And it's just give give your audience more credit. Right? At least it's better than fucking Discovery. I mean, that... (laughs) It's fucking cool. So, I think part of the problem is that sci-fi has historically been hard to sell to studios. So it may be that they're trying to make... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it has been. They're usually not... Because there's usually a larger expense to put on the special effects. Uh, You have to have writers that that really, you know, hit their points. Um... There's not a lot. Not as, there's not as big of an budget. audience for it as there are for other things. It's been historically hard to sell. I feel it's, I feel it's like, um, on its own, it might be really hard to sell. But I think sci-fi is one of the easiest genres to blend with like other genres. That other is just like yeah. let's spice it with a little bit of sci-fi. I, and that's, I, think, I think that's what they're trying to do. But they're they're also Picard. counting on the brand recognition. Mm-hmm. They, instead of telling their own story, they're like, ah, let's see how we can fit this 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 story that we want into the Star Trek universe, rather than letting it organically come from the Star Trek universe. Or just being its own bloody show. Or, yes, exactly. I think right? Discovery would be so much better if it wasn't connected to Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just, just make it the Michael Burnham show. <laughs> not a prequel, God. Right. Yeah, especially not a prequel. <laughs> one one of the things... Forward. One of the things that really pissed me off about Star Trek Discovery was the fact that in the first season, the bridge officers, right? Didn't have names? Yes. Bar the captain and the second in command did not have Right? Like, there was that episode in season two where it was basically a, whoops, we fucked up. Everybody give me your name right now. Yeah. 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 It was very on the nose. And it's it's hilarious because like the the actor that played Christopher Pike, who was also Black was Bolt, great. yeah, She's who was also so Black Bolt in the Inhuman series. Poor guy has not right. had like, a, yeah, he's not had um, good chances. Right, he turned around and said like, I'm not doing the uh, another season of Discovery unless they get their shit together, right? Mm-hmm. Because. In in any TV series, right, a single episode should take one week to produce, right? Apparently, the first episode took three weeks because mm-hmm. they just couldn't get their shit together. Wow. And there have been a lot of reshoots <laughs> in Picard to try and fill in some of this, the plot holes that they found out existed after they'd already filmed. It's not, not a good look. You know, it's... it's it's. I Oh, God, I just... Yeah. I, it's I, tough. Actually, Look at... Go ahead. Uh, t- tell you what, you, you brought up how can thi- how can shows like this uh, that want to continue on be done right? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I am going to point to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Right? Really weird. Okay, I'm bringing an anime into this, right? <laughs> but that show is an exceptionally long-running series of books, right? It's currently had four five, five, five seasons, right? Mm. Um yes, five seasons. And what the writer does is when it gets to a pinnacle in narrative, he changes gear, right? He effectively resets the story by having a new cast of characters, mm-hmm. right? So um, for those of you who do not know, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is set in uh, like the early 1900s, right? Making its way up to um, today, mm-hmm. right? With each different generation of JoJo. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, the third generation of JoJo um, is the first Japanese JoJo. Um, that is based in the 1987, I think. Right? And But the whole point is that he's gotten to a point, he got to present day... And what did he do to um, go on to the next generation of JoJo? He reset time, right? <laughs> so it was an entirely new generation of JoJo's. He right? did a Star Trek 2009 thing. Uh, <laughs> which was, star- what? Star Trek 2009? Star Trek 2009, that's the, the reboot. The that, Kelvin uh, Universe. Yeah, the Kelvin yeah. Universe. Ah, uh, right, 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 right. That... Um... <laughs> okay, movie aside, the idea. But yes, yes. The principle is, he did that, right? So the I think it was a she actually reset the universe to take it back to the the next two generations of JoJo. Mm-hmm. So the the seventh generation, no, sorry, the eighth generation, I think is the longest JoJo. Like it's it's been going on for like since two thousand and eleven in terms of writing. It's like nine years in the making. So yeah. I mean, it, it it has to do with a style of story that's being told. I remember when I first started watching JoJo, and then all of a sudden, like, the man, like JoJo dies, the very first one. I'm like, right? Did not see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> um. And where is it going to go now? But like, you do have some like, you can't do that for every single story. Like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is like a very special story, uh, in the way that it does that. Um, I'm wondering a little bit, though, uh, from what Sekima said, like kind of at the start of um, of the Framecast today, where it comes down to if you're telling very long running stories, um, of course, it's kind of, it's really tough to um, keep up the story, as we talked about when it comes to like wrapping up loot ends and trying to find like threads to continue the story onwards from. Uh, but even if you manage, like regardless of whether you manage to succeed with a good or bad narrative. Uh, like you will always like I think you will always have points where things are going to be overlooked or things are going to ha- going to have to be changed, uh, which some like diehard fans will really really clamp onto. Like we were talking about like the fourth wall break, like whether that happened um, here in chat as well during um, TNG. Uh, it's like some things can be really like uh, big oversights, but sometimes yep. people make like like. 
like a mountain out of a molehill. And I see that in games as well, especially like as an example with Warframe, where people will still be upset about some 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 weird ass looking proto skins that weren't That's even a... like meant to be put in the game like <laughs> seven years ago, and people are still angry about it. It's like that is like, the perfect way to put it: mountain out of a molehill. Yeah, like I, I like I I think some of these things are going to be inevitable especially when you're stretching out a franchise so like how much should we care (laughs) i don't know if that's the right phrase but i hope that it makes sense it does i me personally i can get over these things pretty easily this is fantasy it's a tv show Mm -hmm. i can't be bothered to be that upset by something that doesn't matter like Mm -hmm. Yes, I don't have my proto pistol in Warframe. Don't care. <laughs> don't care. I will live on. My day will be fine. Mm-hmm. It's not going to bother me. I get why people get upset. And when you are wrong, you are wrong. When they <laughs> do have a plot hole. Yes, it yeah. is a plot hole. You are correct. There is a plot hole. There is a problem with it. It doesn't bother me. There, There's so many things in life to not care about more than this like how about it doesn't you matter how about you Nessif? um i mean i i think it it really depends on the person for some people you can ignore that easily mm-hmm. and for someone else that's that depending on the severity of the plot hole that can be enough to completely shatter your your um suspension of disbelief or whatever and suddenly everything that you see every flaw that you see stands out and i can completely agree that yeah like i'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't matter it doesn't matter to me mm-hmm. but I, I i i definitely agree that when they get I something think... wrong and it, it you notice and it breaks that for you I, I i get it you just can't hang in the story anymore i think so yeah. i think something that, that star trek tng did and I, what i hope star trek discovery is actually going to do with season three to sort of avoid this to an extent is they, they jumped to the future to a, a federation that we don't recognize because it's so, it's so far removed from the past that it has had time to evolve. These are things that Picard Mm -hmm. hasn't done because it's only been 15 years or, or the original, uh, the beginning of discovery where it was actually a prequel and set in a time of, of a federation that we do know that does exist, that has, you know, a story laid out around it. And so I think that's a way you can avoid it to make it easier to accept those plot holes. STD3 has all the potential. I think one of the biggest indicators of this being a problem is the fact that neither Star Trek Discovery or Star Trek Picard acknowledge that the other is canon. Mm-hmm. Which is just like this. This is just J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson having a tiff all over again. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like why? Like I I wouldn't be surprised now if um, Discovery tries to get ahead of Picard just to fuck with Picard's canon. Oh god! Right? <laughs> you know it, it wouldn't surprise. I hate that you might be right. But it's it's just like. Guys, why do we have to be like this? Why do we have to just, you know, like I, I, I fucking hate the fact that, you know, in a 
interview with God. No, it wasn't Letterman. It was John Leno. Is it John Leno? Jay Leno? Jay Leno. Mm-hmm. Right. J.J. Abrams. Right. Was asked, um, you know, why Star Trek? All this stuff, like you know, so why did you take it in this direction? Why did you take it in that direction? And he turned to Leno and just said, like, I don't like Star Trek. And Leno's, like, jaw dropped to the floor. And it's just like, what business do you have directing a Star Trek series, a movie, when you don't like Star Trek? And it was just basically a pitch so that he could direct a Star Wars movie. Because that's what he wanted to do, right? What the f- That yeah. is insane! Abrams has done shit like this constantly, right? I I yep. do not like most of his stuff is really mediocre. I do not know why people think his stuff is great because it's visually stunning. Oh god, fucking hell! It's like does no does he flares. does does oh god? I swear <laughs> I was going to go blind after the <laughs> the Star Trek reboot movie. But like I I honestly I question whether or not he's got some weird subliminal messaging going on that my glasses are just naturally filtering out and it just goes like like my movie like my movie it's like honestly like i i enjoyed mission impossible 3 which was his right Mm. but like christ there's so much stuff he's done it's just like so subpar I was recently watching a YouTube video around uh, cliches in storytelling, and one thing that was very interesting about like that, like the, the idea that we're that they were explaining when it comes to cliches is whenever someone uh, writes in a cliche into a story or into a movie, if you read that or you see that or you encounter it, you don't actually like like take in what that is supposed to mean. You just see the cliche you're just aware that it's like here we go that's a cliche so like when when, when you read like someone um someone stood there like a, like a deer in headlights you don't imagine someone standing there like a deer in headlights you're like hey that's a cliche i've seen that before um and i feel that that might also come with movies where there isn't that much passion involved into creating a great original movie but more a movie like that i want to i want to i want to try and get this because like if you're i can imagine if you're trying to write a movie where you're not entirely like into it like you can make a great movie using all the movie cliches the standard cliches that make a great movie and i feel that when you're watching that um and that's something that I had when I was watching like episode seven of Star Wars, like the the first of the new trilogy. I was I, I, I was watching that. I was like, yeah, I'm seeing what you're doing here. Like I'm seeing what you're trying. Like I see these story beats, and I see that you're trying to like, I, I'm not. I'm like you're not. You're not taking me into the world. You're just showing me these things, which like I feel like I'm supposed to like. But it's not like you're taking me with your story. Um, and like I feel that I that like might be. I Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No. I was just going to say, it's kind of like how A New Hope is basically just the the hero's tale, but Mm -hmm. it it fills in all those gaps. It doesn't just hit the beats. I I think it's a bit worse than that. So I don't know if you guys are aware of TV tropes, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of things like, um, you know, say, say, um, God, um, you you have a character right a hero mm-hmm. who 
ends up suffering a horrible um, attack. Like, he, you know, he's, he's been badly beaten and he's broken. And, you know, he has to go through trial um, to build himself back up again, face down with true evil, and then uh, kick their ass. Did I just describe Batman, uh, sorry, Dark Knight Rises, or did I just describe Iron Man 3? Yeah, good question. <laughs> right? I just described both movies in, <laughs> in like, one TV trope. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, you start to see something, and you've seen it so many times before, that it's just like, you know, a character says, don't worry, I'll be around forever, you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. You've just said something that's incredibly cliched, TV tropey. You're going to die. Thanks for giving me the heads up. Yeah. So is that is that just a product of us having seen these tropes enough? Like somebody younger wouldn't wouldn't pick up on that. I think it definitely has to do with it, like exposure to it. But it's it's also like I feel it comes down to like when 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 someone has like an original idea, like the very first time that someone came around. And, uh, and and like wrote a character that said, "Don't worry, I'll be around forever," and then dies, and then then like that's a big shock because you you didn't expect that, you never seen that before. Like what? He said he'd be around for, but he, oh my god, he died! But like when when something works really well, like you'll see people like imitate that with like like. Like, like 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 what you re- what we've recently seen with like cinematic universes or like the really dark setting that was like started with um Game of Thrones or popularized by Game of Thrones. It's like like whenever something new and effective and original comes in, like people will copy it and then like like you, you become so aware of it. And like maybe if you see it for the first time or you're 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 like you're like you're like young, like you you're not familiar with it. It's like, hey, it works, but like you'll notice after a while that it's like yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And um, then go ahead. Again, like I mean, you might be a bit too young, Michelle, but these other two may be aware of it. Have either of you other two seen the trailer for Aliens versus Predator, the first movie? Oh nope. god, I mean I'm sure I did, but I don't remember it. Zachamus? Nope. Um one thing I don't watch I hardly ever watch TV. I have not seen nearly as many movies, so I think that might be coloring perspective a little bit. Potentially, I, 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 I don't watch, yeah, hardly anything. So, comparatively, so the important part of this is the slogan to the AVP trailer was, "Whoever wins, we lose," and like that slogan alone is like, okay, we survive, we're fine, we're done. Yeah, yeah. humans win. I like. Oh, look! Humans won. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You you always kind of generally know the good guy's gonna win anyway. Yeah. But but as long as the story is good enough, you can suspend your disbelief. It's it's that it's that. Where does that level of suspension of disbelief fall for it's, the it's, individual? It's not a problem of suspension of disbelief. Like I enjoyed the Spider Amazing Spider Man movie to the like to the point of ignoring the fact that they were storing liquid nitrogen on the roof that is suspending disbelief mm-hmm. right the problem is you're using a cliche or a trope that people have used time and time again and as a result i know what's going to happen mm-hmm. right it's one of the reasons why i got so pissed off the fact that steve turned around and said like you know oh the lotus has to make a moral choice 
Does she go to the family that she um, cultivated herself? Or does she go back to her biological family? Like, you've just said that. Now I know what the mm-hmm. fucking answer is. She's going to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, That's mm-hmm. it. That, you know, there's, there's no two way. There's no choice, right? That's the script. You, She's coming back. That End of, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, I hate that, right? You know, do not hint shit. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then you don't. Then you also don't have to worry about subverting expectations, which leads to. I hate that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, what was it, Last Jedi? Yeah. I I fucking love the trailer for Avengers: Infinity War for the simple fact that it subverted expectations because there were so many things in the trailer that were wrong. Yep. Honestly. Yeah. I, honestly I, Infinity War is by far one of the one of the like best movies of the like last few years. I, I think even better in a sense than Endgame because just you didn't know what was gonna happen. Yeah, like, I the love bad that. Guy won. The 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 worst thing happened. Yes. Like where are we gonna yeah, go yeah. from here? It very different from the end of Last Jedi, which was aware the fuck do we go from here because this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is where do we the go end from of the movie here? Because the, the bad guy the won. Everything went. That, like that was a good that that mm-hmm. was great. No, sorry. I did, can, I can I can I bring up the uh, what's called Han? Sorry, Solo, a Star Wars story, right? Mm-hmm. That movie was utter fucking tripe, right? Like <laughs> he is a rogue. Solo, Han Solo is a rogue, right? Right, and it's like, oh, we can't create a movie about a bad guy cough cough joker you know what we shall do is we'll downplay his roguelike qualities and have him steal starship fuel which has never been in the thing in the fucking canon at all just so they can make a half-assed bullshit fucking movie oh we want to get all my oh and so has to be a likable fucking character oh i know let's have all of the things that were led into a new hope, right? Basically be the core of this movie, like the fucking castle run, right? Like getting the fucking Millennium Falcon, right? Like oh my god, they It's it's like how in Rogue One we had to see the information get into Leia's hands. They had to actually physically put it you couldn't just imply it. You can just uh, end the movie when the when the planet blows up. No, no, you have to actually get it physically into her hand. Yeah. Like, to be honest, that I didn't mind nearly as much because the whole movie was not Leia just constantly receiving the information. That's true. Right? True. But, like, yeah. fucking solo. Like, you know, oh, you know, he's trying to get out of a spaceport. It's like, what's your name? Han. Right? What's your last that, name? I don't have one. I agree with you. That so was so that 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 right there. Just get out of the movie. No, no, fuck off. No, <laughs> right, right, no, right, no, right, no, right. no, no. Right. Okay. 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 What's your name? Share. So like share. It was like, what's your last name? I don't have one. It's like share singer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't have a last name. That's fine. You don't need to fucking add one. <laughs> Chewbacca. <so> stupid. <laughs> Oh, I can speak Wookiee, right? Therefore, I'm going to do it now and only now and never again in the <laughs> of any of the other fucking movies. Mm-hmm. 
You know, because that <laughs> fucking makes sense. Oh man, oh man. Why do you make this so much? It's shit! It is utter <laughs> shit! It is just to make more money! Right? You should not mass produce fucking art. Yeah, there's another one. Fucking unnecessary Darth Maul at the end. Oh, I don't know. Fucking Darth Maul dies in fucking Phantom Menace. By the way, Phantom Menace, best of the prequel trilogy. Yeah, fight me for it. But, no, oh I agree. Maul was fucking... so much better in the not movies. He was a character there. He was actually good mm. in the series. The, the show. He was amazing. I I, was, I really appreciate him. It was weird solo. the way they brought him back, but it was fine. It was it a little weird, but he turned. They, he got turned into. Story. But that's another example of a, of how you can do content based in the universe well, and not just shoving it in your face. How Dave Filoni can do content yeah. based in the universe well. <laughs> like, so we raised the point of why people aren't going to the cinema. Right? Why people aren't watching movies? Why people aren't watching TV series and stuff like this? It's because there's so much drivel. There's so mm. much crap. We're not actually out to make a good movie. We're just out to make a movie, mm. right? Yeah, you, know, you makes put... more money than it's spent. It's successful, and they'll do it again. Oh no, 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 no! It has to make more than. It depends on the studio. Like fucking the Warcraft movie did an insane. Like I think it's like the fourth. Um, most gross income movie gross yeah, um, of um, China right in China's history yeah mm-hmm. yet oh, they right. won't... yeah no seriously it, like, yeah, made, yeah, yeah. it made an insane amount of money over in China and like it made over double its budget but I think it made nearly triple or over triple its budget like, back it, it did right? really well yeah. but not domestic mm-hmm. like stop thinking like you know it, to quote Star Trek First Contact, stop thinking in such three-dimensional terms, you fucking wankers. <laughs> you, are, you are starting to see a shift towards China, uh, the Chinese market, though. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, did anyone see the, the Wall with Matt Damon? No. No. Nope. Good movie. Go watch it. Right? Chinese film. Oh, it's all about China. I'm not going to watch it. Fuck. <sighs> okay. I don't like other cultures. Don't watch <laughs> oh, wasn't that wasn't that recently one of the Emmy Award winners or yeah Emmy Awards? What, whichever um, movie uh, awards Oscar? they are. I don't know. Oscars. That's the one. Uh, there was a Korean movie that won. No, no, oh, Par- yes, Parasite. Yes, yes. I've seen Parasite. that one. Yeah, and, and people have been complaining to no end about it. I, I, and I'm not quite sure yeah. at, at what place this was, but I've seen uh, like I've seen the memes of like. Uh, like someone asking the Korean director why he made a movie, like like a Korean movie with Korean actors as a Korean director. Director, why did they make it in Korean and not in English? <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. why even ask? <laughs> why why wouldn't they? Like, like there can be movie movies can be made in another language than the language you speak. Like that's basically yeah. movies. That's been movies for me basically all my life. Right, yeah. so it's not like because there's this one place uh, yeah. in 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 like America that that's the only place oh, where shit. they can create movies. Like that's insane. Um, like, I, I I really feel that the best movies are the ones that have nothing preceding it, nothing tied to it. Right, like John Wick One was brilliant. John Wick mm-hmm. Two was fantastic. John Wick Three was all right. Right, I still enjoyed it, but it was nowhere near as good as the first. Nowhere near. Like there was this plot point that made no fucking sense. Right? Um 
I'm looking even... forward. I'm looking forward to Free Guy, the upcoming um, God Ryan Reynolds movie. Deadpool, mm-hmm. right? Had nothing tied to it whatsoever. That was a brilliant movie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Anything where there is nothing tied to it, there's no strings attached. There's like you know, it, it's just a, a go for it. Like Warcraft, I enjoyed the Warcraft movie. Like great movies, but anything where they're trying to you know draw an audience because they're trying to build a franchise. Fuck that shit. Well, to... well, don't, don't 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 try and say that like they weren't trying to draw an audience when they made up like Warcraft movie. It's like, yeah, no, there's no audience for Warcraft stuff. <laughs> no, no, oh, no, 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 they, no. <laughs> they were right, but the franchise. If they made a second Warcraft movie, I'm sure it would do so much better than the first one, right? But they won't do it because domestically it didn't do as well. Like they they wouldn't do a sequel to Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. Right, because um, it didn't do so well domestically worldwide. It was insane, mm-hmm. right? It was received so well worldwide, but domestically didn't do well, right? But um, and it was beaten by the Grown Ups too, right? Because statistically, you are more likely going to watch a movie if it is a sequel than if it is an original, right? In the States, in the States, not like anywhere else, right? And it's like, and basically when, when um, Pacific Rim 2 was finally greenlit, Guillermo del Toro basically just fucking gave up. Like he moved on to other shit, right? He tried his hardest to get Pacific Rim 2 um, launched, but he just gave up because the studio was fucking him about. Mm-hmm. Now there is one thing which um which I want to tie back to like the how to work with beloved franchises and like well we we we've talked a lot about like mistakes that people can make when like treating it on canon and like not being entirely accurate and people can get upset about the smallest details um or they can just write a plainly bad story they can just be really shit about it because they're not intending for it to be good or they don't care now. The thing that I want to add, like, uh, bring up is to what extent do you care about it affecting the originals? Like, do you even think that it does? Do you even care about, like, because, like, sometimes you hear people say, oh, they ruined this franchise. Well, like, can you just, like, not watch it? Like, how do you guys feel about that? I I, I feel negative. Sorry, like, my problem is that they mm-hmm. could take the the narrative somewhere good. Okay, Picard, right? Mm-hmm. Take looking at Picard. Picard is not overall light, right? Because they're doing weird ass shit. They're pissing off the fans in general, not on a mm-hmm. whole, right? And because of that, this series is not going to do well, and we're not going to get another sci-fi series. Right, it is as as I think it was Zachamus, maybe even what one of Nazathos said. Like it is so hard to sell in a good sci-fi series because you know studios don't think sci-fi is going to do well. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck. 
Look what happened with Warframe. Warframe, they tr so they pimped it to I don't know how many publishers. No one would buy it because, oh, sci-fi doesn't sell. Look at fucking Warframe now, right? They knew what they wanted to make. They fucking had a great idea. They went with it, and it's fucking brilliant, right? But then we've got shit like, um, what's it called? Call of Duty. Call of Duty 1 was great. Call of Duty 2, brilliant. Call of Duty 3 was not on PC. Call of Duty 4, modern fucking warfare, right? Oh, flashing lights, lots of uh, events, no plot, no substance. I shot the fucking dog that was chasing down the rescue target. And what did the dog do? It fucking shrugged off all the bullets and then got punched in the face. <laughs> right? Like, what the fuck? You can't write a game like this. It's awful. Right? If you do not respect the property that you're doing, right, then just don't fucking do it. Because you're going to get shit tons more um, of an audience with bees that, sorry, with honey than, fuck, with bees, <laughs> with honey than vinegar. There you go. Well, like, the, this is an interesting thing, like, because you bring up Call of Duty uh, and then Modern Warfare. But, like, for me, Modern Warfare is, like, is, like, more of the OG because like I grew like like those were that was those, those came out when I was playing so for me like I really enjoyed the Modern Warfare yeah of course the story was kind of like shit but like like you were aware of that and like like you, I, I could kind of enjoy just like with Gears of War where the story is just so over the top and ridiculous that it's like yeah I'm not even following this it's just you're I'm just shooting things I'm just shooting everything I see and woo and that's that's where I played those games for and then for me um I felt that like after like I think Modern Warfare 3 and then Black Ops 2 like it started going crazy with ghosts and advanced warfare and like the double jumps and I was like nah man no 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 I've the last one I've played was World War II, which was kind of fun. But then, like, they have all these profiles and, like, customize your character. I'm like, dude, this is supposed to be just, like, just have a class. <laughs> like, this does, like, who cares about your character? Fuck off. That's not important. But I'm sure that there will be, like, kids these days that are playing that. Like, all these kids that are playing that are definitely over 18, but they're also, like, 13, 14 years old. But they're definitely over 18 for to play, to be playing these shooter games. Been really weird. because Like, seriously, like, I don't think barely a lot of like I don't think the main audience that plays these Call of Duty games is over eighteen, but anyway, um, like they'll, they'll they might think that, that that these are like the glory years. So it's like I think it's also um, part of a perspective thing. However, um, the problem I have mm -hmm. right with what Picard is doing is it's like take Rick and Morty. You've uh, if you've seen Rick and yeah, Morty, of course. Have times. you seen all of Rick and Morty? All of all of the multiple times, yeah. Right, okay, cool. So imagine the fifth season of Rick and Morty, right, mm -hmm. doesn't come out for several years' time and is a soap opera. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, Rick, Rick, yeah. Rick is overdramatic. He doesn't do any of the science stuff. He doesn't call anyone stupid. It's like, but I love her. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, imagine that, mm. right? That is, this, this is an exaggeration to what I feel they have done with Picard, right? But it is dark, unlike Star Trek. It is uh, inconsistent, mm -hmm. unlike Star Trek. It is um, slow, unlike Star Trek. It's it's unlikable because it is. You go in with an expectation. This is what I, I am disagree. expecting. What do you mean? 
I like it. Okay, fine. Mm. I do so, not like it. I so, go in expecting, like, you know, I like Enterprise shit tons more than I like either Discovery or Picard. I prefer Picard over Discovery, but at least Discovery had fucking space in the first episode. So, I think the question kind of related back to does it ruin the original content? And I... I'm, I'm a little torn. I don't think Picard ruins the original... I think it spits in the face of a lot of it, but I don't think it ruins it. The same way that this, the sequel uh, Star Wars movies, even though a lot of people say that um, Luke's victory is invalidated now because Palpatine never died. I, I don't... I, I can ignore the sequels. I have an mm-hmm. easier time ignoring sequel content than I do prequel content like Discovery. But to me, Discovery really puts the original series into a bad light. And it's really hard to shake that for me. And I don't I don't really know why that is, but that's that's the way it comes down for me. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, Sacramus, you said that, um, that you, you like it. Um, like, the change in tone, the, like, the different way of storytelling. Is it more, is it like, does it come down to that you just don't really mind? Or do you prefer, or is there, like, any, like, like a distinct style that you're like, okay, like, this is actually something which adds more value to me. Uh, there's a few things I can talk about here. Um, a, I don't mind. Mm-hmm. And to me, what I get out of it is that, yes, it is adding to everything we already know. No, it's not the same type of show, different tone, different whatever, however you want to look at it. Um, it's taking things from the past, like, Romulan lore, we have a lot more of that now. Like, I, I the fact that, um, uh, Data, like, he was this very unique individual back in the original shows, mm-hmm. and like, coming forward in time, the whole, uh, seeing how far Maddox and, uh, what's her face got with trying to recreate those with F8 and like all of these different levels retroactively makes the old character of data like that much more special, like this additive to me. And I, I, I don't know. There's something that I really appreciate about it. But do you not find it frustrating that there are so many questions unanswered? So many questions what, 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 that are just what? ignored questions. What questions? Uh, how on earth did they get a um, this this neural um, oh the fractal the neuronic cloning you know, thing? Yeah, I, right. Why I did it take? Max figured it out. That's fine. Why? Why it did it matter. take? Th- tw- no, it does matter to you, right? Okay. Here's another question. Why was the Borg ship intact? Mm-hmm. Something right? happened. Doesn't matter. Yeah, like no, the Borg scuttle or they salvage everything. Yeah, and right? something else happened here. Yeah, what happened? Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Right, I know, okay. I know, this is frustrating to you, but it no, no, really no, no. doesn't right. bother me. So, so the uh, the Borg, right, have the uh, personal um, uh, escape majiggers, right? The Queen's Lair bullshit thing. Right, yes. Okay, right, okay. So, um, 
explain that one for first contact. Uh, they didn't have it then. I don't know. They haven't uh, encountered the species. So the Borg still exists? Sure. So explain the end of Voyager. Uh, she caused a bit of damage. A I bit mean, of damage. They recovered. They get they, the destruction uh, they of the up. entirety of Unimatrix One. Something is happened. A bit of they, damage. They, they recovered. They recovered. They 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 uh, control Zed and loaded a backup file of the Queen and System Restore. Okay, we're good now. Cool. That's so why is that Borg cube still intact? Huh? It that's that's it the feels whole. Like point. that don't matter. But no, it does matter. No, right? no it doesn't. How does it matter to the story? Because the story's been like the world has been set, right? Yeah, it's a board cube. Right? That's all Magic I need to incantations know. That's all I have about. to be spoken with words, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden in the narrative, no one has to say the words anymore. So why did you develop the time and effort in explaining this is the functionality of the species, right? The fact that there are Romulan samurai monks contradicts so much of Romulan lore. More Romulan lore. It, no, it's not contradicting. No, it does. Because the whole point of Romulan society is that they do not have a religion. If you're looking at all Romulans being all the same, it's very one-dimensional. The species is just static. No, I don't believe that. I, at all. I will. I will actually kind of agree with Zachamus here because remember they do come from from and Vulcan. Never saw the and yes, military. modern modern Romulan society was very much like the USSR, where it was state controlled. But even then, you you can't stamp out all they. You know, they had that a little underground group that Spock found that had that were rediscovering the old ways. You know, these you things go. still existed hmm. somewhere in Romulan society. They just weren't allowed quote-unquote and how who knows we only ever saw the we only ever really saw like the military society who knows how much more of the behind the scenes underground or fringe society like it wasn't on romulus they were a colony of romulans that did whatever blah 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 why why couldn't the story right leave out the borg cube entirely right and just because they're doing something with the Borg. Are they? I don't know. They, they could, could be. have had it. They could not be. Who knows? They could have there had could have it been where the sister just to have Hugh back in. Right? They fucking <laughs> <laughs> lazy shit. Right? They could have done it with fucking Echep, but no, they had to fucking kill Echep because they don't like the actor. Oh, right? There's a whole right. other backstory there that I could talk about right. forever. That's hilarious. Why not? Why not? have it why isn't it fucking oh what's her name um sila the yeah 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 nope still not we still have no resolution of her story ever the best we've got is a fucking star trek online game right and who knows she could be in season two <laughs> so it doesn't matter. We're so, telling a different story. It doesn't have to be. Then why bother being Star Trek? Why not Firefly? The whole point is they're trying to go so on. They're trying to go <laughs> on the whole um, nostalgia. As Michelle pointed out, uh, they're trying to go on the nostalgia of the mm. original stuff. So if they're not going to respect the original stuff, 
the fans are not going to watch it. I don't see them as disrespecting the original uh, stuff. That's the thing. I, re- I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of like, I'm kind of feeling from from what you guys are talking about that it's really much of a of a balancing issue in in that sense because like I can I can see where you're coming from, Drew. Like I I, I had the same problem when I was watching Star Wars Episode Seven, and I was like, well. Why is this like like why is this all all of a sudden like the the first order? Why is it all all of a sudden back again? Like why does it look yeah. so much like the Empire? What, what, yeah. Why is basically like it just felt like they were saying like well like Episode Six rounded everything off, it was done, and now it's like oh shit, we just need to have oh, an man, Empire so back empty. again. Well, let's bring them back. They're just back. Like they've and I'm like how did it, why what? how yeah. how it's such a drastic change that's like. Like you gotta kind of write that in, but I can so, also agree with Sakimas, where he's like, you know, things change. A universe isn't static, and even don't. maybe it's maybe it's within a short amount of time, but things can change, and like you can have more detailed resolutions on like a, on like a smaller level where things deviate from what's been told as the norm. However, I think that when it comes to First of all, when it comes to like balancing a sequel over a very short amount of time afterwards, which makes it like less believable that lar- that large things change, or when it comes to like tying things directly to like previous characters, like what we see with Picard, it's like like I I think that if you like either you have to choose to well like you can either choose to like completely follow like the previous story and like just like continue on as it was. Um, if you have that option, or you can choose to make a completely different story, which is kind of, which is just set in the same universe but completely unattached to anything else, or you can choose to like do a mix of both. However, I think that when it comes to the balancing thing, where it's like some changes, like you don't necessarily have to explain. I agree when it comes well, with Nesif and, and Sakamas that when it comes to like individuals within, like. Um, within like a society like they don't necessarily have to conform to the norm that has been set before because like there can be outliers but when it comes to like big changes that can happen like like when it, when you're talking 15 years time big changes it's like like maybe explain that a little bit more like same same with like episode seven of Star Wars like please explain a little bit more but why okay. the hell the Let, same thing is I back I feel like I need yeah, my hand okay. held so let's 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 look at, <laughs> let's look at um, Star Wars episode seven right mm-hmm. that's something that we can all uh, reflect on right okay so between all of you yes no right do you care where Snoke came from no no kinda right yeah I kind of do. Do you, do you care? Um, what you call it, where the stormtroopers came from? No, because I can see them being a remnant of like like you see in Mandalorian. You see them as a remnant of the Empire who are just need somebody to to unite them again. Under, it's the new uh, thing modeling off the old thing. Sure, right. Mm-hmm. Do you care? That the First Order is not in charge of everything, and they're building a second Death Star, or a bigger Death Star. How... Hmm. It... I think the super weapons are done to death, and I, yeah. I, I got real sick so, of that. True. So, like, 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 my problem with it was, was that, like, um, the, the thing that we were talking about with tropes and cliches... That was really hurting me as well because, like, like in a sense, it may it would make sense if you think about the story like 
stormtroopers that that could like come back like like you know like th- it makes sense like it makes sense that these things come again like a death star would be created again by a first order which looks very similar to the empire because like those things are still in the minds of people like that happened in the universe so like it wouldn't be too hard to recreate but because we've already seen it like kind of twice happen with like like a new hope and return of the jedi which were very very similar in story structure but still great in the trilogy like you're 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 so familiar with it like you don't even like think about like Oh, this is like something new that was crafted because, uh, because like this was still left in it. It's just like, oh, we're doing this thing again. It just like you don't even. It doesn't take you with with it on your adventure. It's just like, oh, we're doing this thing. Oh, we're doing this thing. Oh, we're doing a Death Star again. Oh, we're doing this again, and it just feels cheap. It just feels really, really cheap. But you said you said that you said that you didn't care where Snoke came from. You didn't care where the First Order came from, right? Yeah. So why does it feel cheap? So I think that you you point out correctly accurately. I think that when you when you were if you were to isolate these things and you're 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 to go very specifically like into like one specific aspect of it, like you like it doesn't really matter that much. But when you combine it all together, all it just it being recycled, it just feels like a yeah. trope. It's it, it's like uh like the the deer in headlight situation. Like do do you really care if like a man turns around like like in shot actually that's a really bad example like like when it comes around to certain cliches if you were to break them apart into individual pieces like do you really care that this happens and this happens and this happens like you don't really care so it's it's it's, it's like it's fine like it's worth it's a storytelling thing it works but then we tie it all together it's like oh but that's just a cliche it's like that's just a trope like that's so boring (laughs) maybe maybe that's the big thing between me and you guys i do care where the hell the fucking snoke come from Right? Well, I, I agreed with you on that one. I think the problem like, for me with Death Star is, like you said, they're not in control of everything. So mm-hmm. The Empire, with all of the galaxy working behind it, built two Death Stars. This group, which is a oh, rebel one group, a bit. or one and a bit, this group, which is a rebel group, managed to make a planet-sized Death Star. Where the fuck did they get the manpower and the resources for that? That's the yeah, problem yeah. for me. Right. Like, what is the value of them destroying... Right, so the whole point of the emperor building the death star so you see in the original trilogy the emperor was always there okay fine you could take the notion that snoke was already there but you know for a fact that's not the case because the empire was destroyed when uh, the emperor was thrown off the uh allegedly a little power grid, thing. Yeah. Right. And um when he plummeted to his death hmm. and uh, the uh, the Death Star 2 was blowed up, right? Mm-hmm. So how could the um Galactic Empire possibly recover from that with much more force and yet have less control of the galaxy? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's that's weird. It doesn't but, make but, sense, but it's all made but, up sci-fi things yeah. on TV. Like none of it ever makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to itself. But no, that's 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 true, right? Because you know where Palpatine. It doesn't make sense compared to itself. None of it does. No, no, no. That's again not true because you see Palpatine come into power. Yes, but you also see him die and then he magically comes back. Right, like, that's because, and this this is the whole anything problem. Anything going forward from this six is not. It's just it's. But this <laughs> this is works. the whole this is the whole problem 
with the way these shows are written, right? It's Poorly. they don't care. They do not care what happened in the past. They just want to get bums in seats. So they, they don't care do. about telling a Star Wars story. They care about telling their own story. And no, they care about making the dollar, right? Because yeah. I'm pretty sure if J.J. Abrams got to do the script he wanted for Rise of Skywalker, it wouldn't have been nearly as shit. Yeah. Right? Why did Rey have to be related to Palpatine? Ooh, plot <laughs> twist! You know, I kind of liked that about the Last Jedi. That Ray was no one, right? But then, why was she drawn to Luke's fucking lightsaber? Luke's original lightsaber. Who knows, right? I, I liked that she was no one. Yeah, that was such a good point. And then they just but no, it. but that's not the point of the uh, what you call it? the uh, the Force Awakens. The whole yeah. point was she was someone because of her parents, right? But then last. Um, Jedi went, no, you're just a no one, right? And then it turns out, no, you're someone because of your grandfather! <laughs> Who may or may not uh, have been a clone. I, yeah. I, I, th I think it really comes down to, you know, with when when you're when you're trying to tell another story afterwards, it's like, you, you can't tie it to the universe. But like, just don't tie it into main elements or main characters. Yeah. Like like what you're saying when it comes to like the Emperor, like Palpatine rising like over the prequels to into like the sequels. Like that's awesome. Like because that was written in. Um but you can't write in things that weren't written in in like a movie like that was already released beforehand. So like if you want to continue on with a, with a new story, like do take do take ideas from like the previous movies, but start all over, like 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 start all over again with a new story. Like seriously, I think that when it comes down to like um, the, the idea that there are stormtroopers, like 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 or stormtrooper esque like like um, like fighters again, like it makes it makes a lot of sense when you have like an empire that like like ruled the entire galaxy, and then all of a sudden like the the, the Death Star two point blows up, and with the Emperor and like Darth Vader um, as well. It's like. What happens to all the troops that were stationed somewhere else? What happens to like all these people? Like, 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 because there had to be like, like, control over many different planets that weren't all centered on the Death Star. So, like, there is an interesting thing which isn't really explored at the end of like movie of the of the sixth movie because like, why would you? Like, it makes sense. In the movies now, yeah, there's it, a bunch of yeah, and crap to fill yeah, in the gaps. Yeah. But like, this like, but like, you can draw a storyline from there. You can draw a storyline from different things, but don't. Bring back like the the, the, the yeah. main thing which has already been wrapped up. Don't unwrap and that's, it. Like, and that's, exactly that what is... Zena said before. Just ignore the original cast. You could tell you can tell a compelling story with new characters. Mm -hmm. Same universe. You can have it fit thematically. Like some of the actors in this new trilogy are fantastic. Their characters, not so much. But like, mm -hmm. you could tell if, this good story. Imagine yeah. if Picard had been about Rios instead. And it was set under the dark, seedy underbelly of the Federation, where the Orion Syndicate exists, and things like and that. You could tell guy. a story like that that would be dark and interesting, and still fit into the universe. I yeah, love Rios. yeah. <laughs> like, um, you know, it, it, it's it's stuff like that. Like, we've had no exploration of any of the characters in Picard, right? Like, or barely any. Very surface stuff. 
No, 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 none. Right? Name me a new character uh, in Picard that we know anything about apart from surface-level crap. No, apart from surface-level crap. See, that's kind of what I'm saying. I would not call yeah. that surface-level crap. What, what? I have sun. Sun hate me. I have drinking problem. Expl mm. Give me more. Give me anything else about Rafi. Uh, I, there, oh. I, there, there's, there's nothing I can say that's going to be that's going to make any of these characters okay to you. I don't None of this bothers me. Oh, okay. No, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point out, right? I shouldn't... I do not want you to hate Picard, right? That That's that's a big thing, right? Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Right? Uh, like, I, I'm realizing now, it's upon reflection, um, I might be trying to push you. It might appear that I'm trying to push you to hate a Picard. Lot of a lot of people are in that camp, though. And they're but very vocal. My problem is, with the way Picard is being told, why not just have it its own separate thing without any of... Like, why couldn't it be the Dark Starfleet years, right? Which is after... Like, you know, keep, keep the whole of the plot, right, as is, but take out any of the TNG characters, right? Maybe leave in Hugh. Right, because that would be a nice time. Like you know, he's he ages really fucking well because he's ex poor right? Yes. You know, right. I like the fact that they gave a reason why they call the Borg Cube the artifact because Borg Cube is too terrifying a term. Right, I get that. That makes sense to me. It's explained. Right, but what's not explained is so much more. And it's like, oh, fucking God. Where you see plot holes, I see mystery. I don't, like, things that don't bother me. It Like, how did the board cube get there? I, eh, it's there. It's a thing mm. that exists. Like, I don't Where? need to be Where held. is that? I don't need my hand to be held and be like, okay, this is why the board cube is here. Okay? Right. right. Why? Like, right. I, I don't need the that. The board cube is in Romulan space. Why is there Romulan space? The whole empire is supposed to have collapsed. Mm, I mean, the entire empire, really? Like, they, well, they've, they've hinted that the they still have their home world, right? Yeah, they've, they've hinted that they still have some measure of control, but right. But then the next question is, the why have they abandoned the uh, the Romulans that are in Federation space? Mm -hmm. Right? Why? Why don't they just resupply their lacking numbers with some soldiers? Oh, no, no, no. We're too busy having sword fights in public streets. Could it maybe be that, like, second as you look at these, these like, things that aren't explained yet, or aren't explained at all, and you're like, well, I don't need these are things that I don't need to know now, because, like, they could be part of the storytelling. Because, like, whenever we saw, um, like, we've mentioned a, a New Hope a couple of times, whenever we saw a New Hope, there was a lot that, like, we didn't know. That wasn't explained. That was just okay, part of the back premise. Back to A New Hope. If mm -hmm. uh, if the prequels were ne were never made, uh, not yeah. having an explanation about what the Clone Wars was would not have bothered me. Like that kind of feels like it was about where mm -hmm. people are going with some of the. I need to be. I need this to be explained. Like mm -hmm. it, the Clone Wars. They were just a thing. It happened. It's a 
throwaway line that Leia says, "You serve my, you serve no, my father in Clone Wars." It just establishes I can trust you. Oh wait, was it Leia? It was both of them. Or wh- whoever it was. Leia, Leia says yeah. it in the message, and then Kenobi talks to yeah. Luke about it. So, but that's the point, right? You're referring to something that was undisclosed in the past. I'm referring to something that has been disclosed in the past, reference to something in the future. Right? How was the Borg Cube in Romulan space being derelict exposed in the past? No, the whole point that uh, the Borg do not leave their technology lying around. The yeah, fact that, that means something different happened here. Right. But yeah, something. Yeah. Right? I'm I'm not Why satisfied do I need to with know that something. I'm I mean, not I satisfied with something. Their central plexus malfunctioned and they lost connection. Oh yeah, there you go. Uh when Jane Wade did her uh Borg, Borg, Borg be gone. They, uh... But you know that the Borg one cube, cube recently took a over a Romulan ship. Huh? You oh, know... that's right, we do! Yeah. So that, that there you go, okay. your, your, um, what's it called? Destruction of Unimatrix 1 doesn't make sense. But I mean, it could, it could still be another malfunction. It could malfunction. have been a whoopsie in the system. Yeah. Like, there are so many anomalies in space, I mean... Like... I, it could be like, anything. It doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. It could have been Q wanting to fuck around. Mm-hmm. Like it, it could have been exactly just that. And the I'm last that. Jedi bug you so much. Why do you not like the last Jedi? Because there was no movie there. Like there was. I no say plot there's there. no series here. Like there was no plot there. I say there's no plot here. I, there is a plot. I mean, it's just strung out so far. It's that there's a very a slow moving just... plot, but I like this one. And like the and Last Jedi, a lot of that was that whole. I, I hate using the term when it comes to Last Jedi because I don't subverting expectations. Like I, I generally see that as kind of a good thing because it's like, oh hey, whoa. When when cool. did Last you, Jedi? You thought of a different Irish. way to tell a story. When, when did a Last Jedi subvert expectations? It didn't. It just kind of said, yeah. ha fuck you. I'm going to do my own thing. When mm-hmm. does... Oh, well, I mean, yes. Though, Picard does subvert expectations by shitting all over yeah. him. Yes. Yeah, okay. Opinions. <laughs> it's <laughs> a tough one. It's and a... wrong yeah. ones. I don't care. Yeah, I'm sorry it's... you got wrong opinions, Zachamus. <laughs> it's it's a... okay. Like, all... so, oh, so, 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 like, the thing which... I can I, I I can so understand both sides because like like on the one hand if you're telling a brand new story or or you're taking something as like a new story that is to be told then like there are certain things which don't matter like you don't need an explanation for every single detail within a story that needs to be told um, and when it comes to like a story that is like written like a rather new story that's being told within like a universe it's like there can also be like like you can also anticipate on things that aren't explained yet but will be explained later on um so here's one here's fucking one for you fucking romulans having death only phases right no that's the klingon ben had a problem with that yeah (laughs) i don't care sorry child well, like, this is the thing. It's like, I'm, I'm kind of like split between. I can very well understand that, like, if you take this series at like at like a glance, like, let's take the series as this series uh, for mostly, and then let's 
plays the fact that it's set into this universe as like a secondary effect, then you could say like, hey, you know, it's interesting that it's, it's set in this in, in, in this universe. I may not like the way that it's told, like in the narrative style or the way that the plot moves and at what speed. But like, there might be things that I don't know. But maybe that's part of the writing. Maybe like that will be explained later on, or in season two, or in season three. Like depending on like how long it goes on for. Maybe they have like this entire or thing written out. Counter, or, counterpoint to that: Lost the series. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Never mm-hmm. watched it. Yeah. Oh, don't. 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 There are see, things that are just hard never explained. I, see, that's the problem. I've I've been told there are things that are just never explained, and yeah. I've just been told never to watch it. Yeah. Like, well, I I don't care about the never explained. It's just not a good show. It tries to back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back mm-hmm. and forth. And oh my god, every, every it's a bigger mystery. Yeah. Ah! Well, that's, that's well, another. That's a hallmark of Kurtzman and, and JJ is that they have this mystery box and they yeah. they want you to get drug into it. So without it's definitely things. not as intense as huh. Lost was. This is a very so, minor. Let's, well, so let's so work. so. Actually, actually, now now that you're bringing up Lost, what I think is is a really like a really key thing which might solve this thing because what I was wondering about is like you like why like you can take a story like oh you know these things can be explained later on but you can also look at stories like like you know this makes no sense like why don't you why don't you explain this like I have this with with stories like what what Xena brought up with Rick and Morty if they, if that would go one way all of a sudden or with like Warframe I've had it when like new things were added I was like this makes no sense why the hell did they do this I, I think that what the key element in that is is what you brought up with Lost it's like mysteries can work really well and I really love my love me some mystery in, 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 in a narrative but mystery isn't as simple as like haha this is something you didn't expect it's because that's cheap. I think that like mystery is only well done when you uh, when you can go back to like before the mystery was revealed and then see the details or the things that were like oh now I now I understand because then it's like then you know that it's very well built up and then you know like oh like the Clone Wars the offhanded comment of like the Clone Wars like in A New Hope like that like if you've seen. One, two, three, it's like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, I see, I see. That's so cool. Um, however, when you're like moving ahead in time and like things have happened and it's like, yeah, but mm, it, it it just feels like that buildup that like that before the mystery just isn't there. And that might be the thing that like it feel like it feels like cheap mysteries or like cheap tricks because like you're like, yeah, like there's nothing yet. Like everything that I've seen so far is already explained. There's nothing unexplained. Why? Um... So like that's a tough one, and I think that comes back again to like, to like trying to continue on a, like a series or a narrative with the main cast or like with some main characters, or, like the main plot points which have kind of already been rounded off. Um, so yeah. These are characters you already know, and their development has been documented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And any deviation to that is really hard to to accept. Yeah. See, like the interesting thing. That's fair. Is- with the force awakens right Mm -hmm. you could appreciate the fact that kylo ren was um what's called ben solo right Mm -hmm. because you saw that han solo and leia you could easily believe yeah right but say um for example at the end of return of the jedi or during return of the jedi um, Han died, right? Like um, Harrison Ford wanted to, 
But George Lucas said no, because then the toys won't sell. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so say in the end, so during uh, Return of the Jedi, Han Solo dies. Mm-hmm. And then we have Force Awakens with Ben Solo. But Han died. Oh, no, no, no. Which got Leia and Han had a quickie in the uh, in the, the forest of Endor. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's just like, no, sh- like, this is a big thing that cinema is really screwing up, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the phrase, show, don't tell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Too much cinema these days is telling and not showing. Or doing neither. Or doing neither, which is worse. <laughs> just, just slapping spectacle up there and hoping you like it. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm, I, think, I think I'm done. <laughs> How do you guys feel? Zykovus Nesov, are you guys... Want to say something? Are you done? I think that's a Again, pretty good... Go ahead. No, no, I'm, that's it. That's it. I'm just... I'm basically going to restate what I said at the beginning. Like, I don't disagree with basically a lot of things that you said and it still doesn't bother me it just doesn't bother me i like the show i i i I don't know i guess i just don't get bothered by things the way i apparently should no 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 no. i envy you i do genuinely (laughs) envy you right this this is this is a flaw in my character i struggle with uh things that bother me Right, like, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, I I struggle with little things because they bother me a lot. Like, I have, I have this. Over time. I think a lot of this is impounded by my occupation, like my job. Yeah, and that that makes that that makes a lot of sense. Like, actually, I I hit a small hurdle and I flip my shit. Right well, for you, like, because, for you hitting a small hurdle, you that'll turn into something much, much, much bigger, much quickly, much more. We've, we've somehow de- uh, we have somehow derailed the train onto a boat that has yeah, sunk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, yeah. And I think because of that, <laughs> little things get to me. <laughs> yeah. It makes right. sense. Yeah. I try to be really fair to to you know media, but you know. And honestly, I just get bogged down into the details, especially if it's something that I love that I know really well. I you're not giving yourself enough credit because for the most part, you are like genuinely pretty fair about things Mm. like and that's where a lot of the really good discussion we end up having between these shows Mm -hmm. when we went back and we watched uh, the Clone Wars and like we've watched a bunch of shows and it has turned into some. Awesome discussion. Like, yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Y- I, you don't give yourself enough credit there. Well, thank you, I guess. <laughs> From the heart. Yeah. yeah. If you guys have any questions um, here live on Twitch or in the comments on YouTube, uh, feel free to post them. Like, uh, whether they relate to the topic at hand or whether they relate to not the topic at hand, but you just want to post a question, feel free to. Um, I want to round it off like we, we kind of had a title for the episode today with how to work with beloved franchises. I think it's it's a tough one. Um, it also depends on your crowd a lot. If you have people, if your crowd consists of people like Sakamas, the, uh, like them, 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 maybe it's a little bit more easy. If your crowd exists entirely of Drew, then like 
yeah, you're going to have to really focus on the details. Uh, but I think that, like, the really, like, key point, I think, is, like, if you write a story well, then that story will have been rounded off. And the characters, yeah. the major characters, will have their their will don't will no will no longer have loose ends. So trying to like untangle it will always feel a little bit disingenuous. If you want to make like a good like sequel within the same universe, like tie it into something which which like if like which is like a side thing, which kind of like it's interesting. Like what I said with like stormtroopers all over like the galaxy in Star Wars that when when the Death Star explodes, like what happened to them? Like that's interesting, but that doesn't have to tie with any of the main cast, and I could make an interesting story. But like just keep it away from like the main thing. That's what so I would say. something 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 really interesting. Um, Star Trek always tied. Um, sorry, not always. I apologize. Star Trek Next Generation tied into um deep space nine mm. right mm-hmm. um there was an episode where picard and cisco were together and cisco points out point blankly said i don't like you picard right because um you basically killed my wife right um and then between D- uh, ds9 and voyager voyager left from Deep Space Nine, right? They, they, they were docked there. You got to see um, Harry and Tom interact with Quark. And then, yeah. you know, so you got to see some interaction between the universes. But not that it's, sorry, the, the shows, that's what I meant. My bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the biggest thing when it comes to either. Any, any beloved franchise, just don't try and do something as ambitious as Picard or uh, Discovery. Just just make your own fucking thing. And don't fucking plagiarize a mobile game. We all know Discovery. <laughs> Good job. I think Discovery is actually... We, 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 we could talk about this for quite a while. I'll save it for whatever um i think discovery season three them fight them doing the time jump like the show has all the potential i'm cautiously up where i I wasn't optimistic about season two i'm cautiously optimistic about season three i I don't think it's going to be good but it has i don't i don't think it has any potential at all it has Mm. all of it it's like the actors are pretty good i wait Oh no! I'll give you that. Yep. The actors yep. are pretty damn good. The fucking plot is just not there. No, it's not. It's getting the Michael Burnham show better. This is a stretch for you. I know. It's a Michael Burnham show. Season two, the writing to get better. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, good. There were better. actual things in two that I enjoyed. Not most yeah. of it, but some things. My favorite they, thing they named. They have been given a blank check for season three. Whether they're not, they're going to cash it. Probably not. But there is all the potential for it to not be terrible. And then they had Black Alert. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Nefidia, uh very quickly asks, "What premise of the live framecast is it going to go back to being live, say pre-recorded, or this one being this one off or something in the middle?" Uh, I decided to live stream again um, because, um, like, I'm not quite sure whether we're going to continue this, my, but. Most likely, unless we have guests or we have to, like, be on a specific other day because, like, one of us is running late or whatever. Um, I do feel like 
I want to stay in the live recording, like unless things happen. But if we can just like record on the same time and none of us has an issue with that, I'd rather do it live for right now because I think that we've gotten like like we get some great input from chat and like that that's always really really awesome. Um, and the questions yeah, are really cool. Chat. And like I I just I just feel like. It adds more to do it live than that it does when we record it. Yes, when we record it, we can have better like video quality because like it doesn't have to be uh, for for four thousand thirty five hundred kilobytes a second. It can just be like full frame recording, and like we can cut things easier. But like I mean, like it doesn't really show that much as far as I felt. And unless Drew has like issue with it, like I like I want to do more live again because. I like it, unless you guys don't like it. <laughs> I think the chat is a good, yeah. Just you already said it. Never mind. Turning yeah. up. So yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for watching uh, episode thirty-five of the Framecast. Drew and Nessif and Segments, thank you so much all for joining. I hope you guys enjoyed and had a lively discussion. <laughs> it was very lively. This was fun. Mm -hmm. Everyone talks over each other. Yay! Great. I love it. <laughs> no, really, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you guys this for... Was, this was fun. Thank you guys for being on. I like it, it was really enjoyable, even even though I have not been that much invested into the Star Trek universe. This has been very cool to follow, and I hope I hope if you are listening to this and you're, you're not that familiar with Star Trek, it was still fun, uh, because, like... I don't care what it's about, but I love people discussing things that they're passionate about, especially when they disagree, because that's where interesting thoughts can occur. Also, mm -hmm. just enjoy what you want to enjoy. If you yeah. like a thing, don't feel bad about it. Just like it. If you don't like it, it's fine. Yeah. It's okay. All of it. It's fine. There is so much more in the world to enjoy. Anyway, um, thank you so much, and we'll see you around next week for another Framecast.